Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Everybody, what is up? This is Jeff Welch with another episode of I Like the Way You Work It. Today, I am chatting with Sarah Gillum, who is the principal of West Valley High School, my alma mater some 25 years ago. And we talk about how she views contribution and connection as being so important to the students who are in her school. They feel that they are part of something, that they are contributors, and they are connected to one another. We talk about what it means to be a positive influence and to have a legacy and how she deals with stress and the things that she loves about being a principal. Sarah is somebody who clearly enjoys her work, who is good at her work, and who makes our community better by doing the work that she does. I really hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm all about bags yeah, in general. I know. They're so good. That's I'm really glad thing. fanny packs are making they're a back, comeback. They're back, right? They're totally back. Like, yeah. I... We had a group of kids come back from state basketball and they were all wearing matching fanny packs. And yeah. I was like, wow, okay, you guys are like, and I think they were even like neon colored. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, just like the 1990s, like coming oh, back the at 90s. you. <laughs> I realized such a good, such a good uh, decade. preparing for this mm-hmm. that, so I'm a West Valley grad. Mm-hmm. I, this is my 25th anniversary, <gasps> 94 in the house. That, I mean, I'm not really phased by that in specific, mm-hmm. like, but it, it is amazing to think that I have been out of school much longer than I was ever a student mm-hmm. in my life. And it seems like you're never going to grow up, right? No. It seems like mm-hmm. you're never going to reach the point where you get to make your decisions. And now, yeah, I've been doing that for a really, really long yeah. time. It's pretty remarkable. Longer than kids graduating have been alive. Yep. Like, that was a big turning point for me when it was like, okay, you guys were born Mm -hmm. the year I graduated from high school. Yep. Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very strange to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. I hire people Mm -hmm. that were born way too late. It's like those people were born in those years? You don't even understand my cultural references. Not at all. Yeah, as soon as all the athletes got got younger than me, Mm. like Mm -hmm. the oldest athlete is still younger than I am. I'm like, that's not okay. Uh, Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> so you, how long have you been the, the principal at West Valley? This is, I just finished my third year Your as third principal year. Yeah. and then I was assistant principal for three years before that. So this was the end of my sixth year yeah. at West Valley. So you were, you were assistant principal to Sean Kraska for mm-hmm. a bit there. Yep. So she was still a teacher Yes, she when was t- I was And she was my husband's. High High school English teacher. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting how those things kind of move and shake. But you're mm-hmm. not you're not from these parts. I am not from Fairbanks. No, I am a, a I am a transplant. This is my um, eighth year in Fairbanks. This is my concluding my fourteenth year in Alaska. But yes, yeah. I am a transplant. My husband is fourth generation, born mm-hmm. and raised, mm-hmm. um, and that's part of the reason why we moved back up here. We were having or moved here in our. 
I started in Anchorage and then moved mm. with Jason in the Valley and then moved up here when we were having kids because his parents still live here yeah. and his sister still lives here and his uncle deal. still lives here. So having family around when you have little ones is a big yes. deal. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like when I took the job as principal, it was like a family decision. I felt like, like yeah. this whole family, like we all have to be in on this because like that's yeah and they're all so amazing and i've never baked a birthday cake in my life and casey <laughs> bakes every birthday cake tomorrow she'll be making a pokeball and mm. pokeball cupcakes yeah. cake so yeah Perfect. but yeah so i'm originally from minnesota okay i was born and raised on a pig farm in southern minnesota and went to school at a little college called saint olaf and first came to alaska my very first time was like two days after I graduated from college, I moved to Skagway mm -hmm. and t worked selling stuff to tourists as we do yeah, yeah. in cruise ships town in Skagway and loved it. Um, and then I went back to the Midwest in student taught in Chicago and did my student teaching and then moved back home and then got a job in Rochester, Minnesota for a year. Okay. And funny, my husband Jason and I actually we're in the same town at the same time. What? He went to grad school in Rochester and did a little rotation in Northfield where I was in school, but we didn't meet there. You didn't? <laughs> nope. And then um, we, you know, I was, I got laid off from my job in Minnesota, just like here with budget stuff. They, they actually call it unrequested leave in the district I was in. But Interesting. That's it's a great euphemism. Yeah. yeah. So you're not fired. You're just being you're placed just... on unrequested leave. And then a friend of mine from high school and I were like, Let's move somewhere together. And so we went to a job fair for Alaska yeah. in Minneapolis and both got intent to hires from Anchorage. We were a package deal. So she was a nice. special ed teacher. I was a social studies teacher. They were like, okay, we'll take both of you. And yeah, and then we drove across Canada and the country and moved to Anchorage. And That's then, so yeah. cool. Like I, I get to talk to all sorts of interesting people and it's amazing to me how many people have these interesting like, yeah, I just picked up and left this life and went to a different life. And I, I've been here my whole life. Mm -hmm. I like it here. Yeah. I'm content. I'm, I feel like I'm doing good work. <laughs> uh -huh. But the idea of just picking up and leave that that's amazing to me yeah i love that i love hearing that story for other people <laughs> yeah it's t it was a little terrifying yeah. but um and i my original plan was like two years i told my mom two years and one of the last things she said to me when i left was no roots like don't you know in my yeah. little ford focus driving yep. away no roots and i actually talked about that at commencement this year for mm -hmm. graduation because Obviously, that's the exact opposite of what I did. You yeah. know, I like found a lifetime Alaskan, got married, have kids, have yeah. no intention. I love Fairbanks. I love, you know, when we were looking at places to move, I was always so drawn here because I grew up in a really small town and community was so important to me. And I loved every time we came up here, how strong you yeah. could just feel that here. And so... um so I said, you know, to my mom, who always watches graduation via YouTube, you know, so oh, I, I said, that. like, through commencement, like, I'm so sorry, mom, but I'm so glad that, you know, this town and this school are where I have roots and have found yeah. my people who, you know, will help me grow as a transplant. So she shoves her computer off her desk. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's great. So I know that, I mean, community, you, mm -hmm. you just brought that up. I, I know that you are, are big on feeling or on making sure your students feel like they're contributors and mm -hmm. they're part of something at the school. Like, where does that come from? And maybe how does it show up in the work you do? Yeah. So 
I grew up in a really small town, so I, it was called Hanska, like 450 people. We had a community center where we would, I was in a Norwegian dance group growing up, and it was a really, you know, the potlucks of the hot dishes and everything. And um, I just always felt like it was nice to know that beyond your family, you're always, con- like, there's all those connections, because that makes you feel, you know, just like you're a part of a bigger whole. And I guess that, to me, is super important with kids, because so many kids come to school and, you know, maybe they have a strong home life, maybe they don't, maybe mm-hmm. they have connections, maybe they don't. But, um, you know, for lots of kids, school is the safe place that they go to. And, yeah. you know, they don't look forward to summer vacation because they may not know where they're going to get to eat, you yeah. know, two meals a day or whatnot. And so I guess I just feel really strongly that I have an opportunity and I've been given this great opportunity to serve students and to help them feel like they're a part of a bigger community and that no matter what they may go do in their life like they always have a home at West Valley and that they always have connections and that they were a part of something bigger than just themselves and um, that you know my philosophy as a teacher and as a principal was you know I want to help create the citizens who are going to take care of me when I'm old right so <laughs> that's good you're, you're that's gonna good. you're gonna be the people doing the good work when, you know, I'm ready to retire yeah. or whatnot. So that sense of citizenship and community has always been really important to me. And um, I always joke that my goal is always to learn every kid's name. You mm-hmm. know, like that's, there's a thousand kids about. And like, <laughs> that's always my goal. I don't always get there. And there's always, you know, like a little handful of kids at graduation that I'm like, oh, how have I missed yeah. you for four? You know, and some yeah. of them it's like, oh gosh, you names. know, <laughs> yeah. Like they're never tardy. So I never see them at the tardy table. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. Never get into trouble. And so, you know, sometimes it's probably a good thing to think that. But, you know, I just want every kid to know that they are an important part of the fabric of our school. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I I have the, the great delight, I guess, of uh, having a number of teachers that I went from elementary school to high school that still come in Dateline mm-hmm. from time to time. And it's just the coolest thing in the world to... I think when you're young, like you think your parents just know everything and you think your teachers know everything too, right? <laughs> and as you get older, you realize that everyone's just kind of mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see them now as an adult and to really see them just as people and uh, to realize that, yeah, it, they were this big, important figure in your life. And now um, you've sort of taken that mantle and now you're the big, important figure in someone else's life. That's super cool. I'm glad that that is... Um, uh, sort of top of mind for you. It seems like an important thing for someone in your role to, to care about. <laughs> um, so tell me about your um, proud of the pa- proud of your part of the pack. I I'm mm-hmm. going to get the words wrong, but you do these cards for mm-hmm. students. You do these that, cards. Oh, okay, for yes, students. we we get to uh, partner together. I'll be very generous to myself yes. and say partner together. Mm-hmm. Um, where did that come from? What do you hope to accomplish with it? Give me a little of the story on that. Yeah, so the idea is totally not mine. It, Robin Taylor and the Hutchison High School started that idea, and they shared it at a principal's meeting, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. So you, Dateline, prints for us a card, a blank postcard, addressed to the parents or guardians of every single West Valley student, um, and then I make those postcards available to teachers to write mm-hmm. a postcard to every single kid. That's our goal by the end of the year is to write one positive postcard so to every rad. single kid. Um, just to let them and their parents know that, you know, we see them and they're a valuable part of our community. And, um, you know, part of it is it's so hard because, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Like 
you want to hear from the, you know, like you want to hear from the school, but yet, you know, maybe you don't. Mm. Like I often, when I call parents, if it's not something bad, like that's how I lead the conversation. Yeah. Like nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's safe. Everybody's fine. Nobody's in trouble. I just want to tell you about X, Y, Z, yeah. you know, if every time we have, you know, kids who may intervene, if kids are having an argument or something, yeah. I always make sure to call those kids. But on our school climate survey data, that was an area that, um, you know, parents said that they're not always hearing about the great things that their kids do. And so that's just such a, you know, oh, like we want you to know yeah. the good things. So we, I try to make sure we have staff meeting time where staff can call and make positive, just positive phone mm-hmm. calls home and then the postcard piece. And so just trying to layer on those, um, you know, positive connections yeah. that parents and families and students can have with school and just know that they're valued and it's not that's just so cool. the bad stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I've been a big believer for a long time that like the negative, the, the thing that is unfortunate or that you wish wasn't going to, that's going to find you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just going to show up at some point. Um, but there's so many cool things. If you develop a posture of saying, we're going to look for good things, there's a lot more than you would just maybe guess, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I love that you guys are paying attention to those things and not just recording them for yourself, but saying, how do we then give that feedback? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the genesis of Thanks Fairbanks here was really that idea of, man, being thankful is not that great if I just keep it to myself, but if I can extend that out and say, hey, I'm thankful to you for something. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool to be able to call that out to kids and their parents and let them know, hey, we noticed. Yeah, we're glad. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um I, f- I feel like I'm getting this answer already, but I'm just going to ask the question anyway. Wh- what do you love about your work? What is really cool about what you get to do? So I always tell my favorite part of being a principal versus, you know, being a teacher is mm-hmm. that I really feel like I get to see kids grow for four years or five years, you know, however long their path takes them. And so it's really, you know, when I um, hand kids their diploma, like it's really mm-hmm. cool to me to know like, Oh, I remember he was a freshman. Yeah. It was rough. Maybe, maybe we weren't sure we were going to yeah. get here together, but, um, or like, gosh, you were so amazing as a freshman. And now here you are doing amazing things as senior too. And so I really love getting to see that, that growth over mm-hmm. four years and get to really see them flower and, you know, um, flourish and grow. And yeah. I love getting to see that whole arc kind of of their, um, high school piece. I also, you know, I, I said that I would never be a teacher because my whole, my family's whole family teachers, like my mom's ah, a teacher, okay. my sister's a teacher, my brother is a teacher, you know, like three of four of my, however, aunts were teachers. And so I once said, you know, that I would never be a teacher and then um, went to college and I was going to actually be a geriatric psychologist. And then I discovered how long I was going to have to go to college yeah. to do that. And I was like, I cannot. <laughs> 12 years like oh my yeah. gosh that's, a- that's so a I was like where do I have some crossover mm-hmm. so then I you know did it and then just I mean it just felt right you know I mean it's that yeah. you know piece of just being able to serve kids and being able to um you know be a part of that and then the principal piece just kind of you know fell it you know the luck of the things that happen in life you know like we I've had so many great opportunities in Alaska really to take leadership roles and to take different um 
just opportunities that have been presented that I, you know, don't know if they would have been available other mm-hmm. places, but Alaska is such a unique, mm-hmm. small sure. state. Like it's so great. And, um, you know, moving up here, like I never had any thought that I would get an assistant principal job or a principal job when I did, but then it just, you know, happened to, um, fall into place. And I guess that's the piece. Like I'm so thankful to be at West Valley cause mm-hmm. it is truly just such a great, I mean, every school in Fairbanks is great and every school has its, um, you know, different characteristics mm-hmm. sure. or thing that it brings to the table. Yeah. But, you know, um, my husband graduated from West Valley. My sister-in-law graduated from West Valley. Like, it's just great, too. My in-laws yeah. live across the street from West Valley. So it's just really great. I remember when we were looking at houses and we were even on the east side of town, Jason was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to, I need to go to this uh-huh. Fred Meyer. Yeah. I yep. need to go on this side of town. I so, understand, um, yeah. Yeah, so I just love being able to um, to serve the community and to you know, um, do something that I don't know that I ne- necessarily saw as the path, but seems mm-hmm. like a good fit for me, I guess, as a job. Like it feels like I, you know, bring some skill sets to the table as far as um, communicate, you know, being able to communicate and being able to kind of help, you know, guide and, you know, build us stronger as a community. Yeah. So. Well, so, and to take on those leadership roles, mm-hmm. you have to stop doing one thing to start doing a new thing, mm-hmm. right? So, what do you miss about teaching? What is the thing where you think, man, when I was a teacher, I really got to do this more and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to, I, lo- I miss getting to see kids get super excited or passionate about mm-hmm. something. You know, like that spark of like, or those aha moments that they have, yeah. you know, like getting to see them through that process. I often like will get invited in to be a judge for finals mm-hmm. or to help, you know, look at, you know, different things throughout the semester, you know, be a, like observe different classes or not. So I'll get to see little snippets of it. But that is something like to see that spark. And, you know, even like it's so funny because now having kids like watching kids yeah. learn how to read. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, like yeah. how amazing is that? And so that is something definitely that, you know, getting to see that love and passion for yeah. learning or just about any topic, like I miss that. When you really are, like at the high school level, you really are taking kids who are at the freshman level, just barely trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. to at the senior level, if you were me, still barely trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. But <laughs> but much more, getting much closer to, man, here's mm-hmm. what I really think is interesting and here's mm-hmm. what I'd like to know more about, where they go from, I'm in an educational system because I must be in the system, mm-hmm. to, wow, this interests me and I want to know more about it mm-hmm. and I want to go out on my own and find it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to be a cool, cool transformation mm-hmm. to be a part of. What about uh, if if principals were replaced by mm. robots tomorrow? That'd be horrible. That's yeah, the worst. Awful, and you had you had to go back to being a teacher. What would you miss about being a principal? I guess I would miss working. You know, it's interesting to to work on like more of that macro level mm-hmm. of looking at things and trying to. Um, you know, whether it's find efficiencies within a system or like, that's just like totally nerdy, but like kind of interesting to me, like to find where you can make things in a system more efficient. Like right now we're building our master schedule and by we, I mean, my counseling technician is building the master (laughs) schedule, you know, but like looking at that, like really macro level of like, how do we do things as a system to, you know, make it work for kids. So our, like our schedule is student driven. So students make requests 
And I don't, you know, like when I try to remember how I registered for classes, like I, <laughs> I remember in college, like having to go to a table and like sign up and stuff, you yeah. know, or whatnot. But, you know, students make requests, they go into the computer and then the way that we build the schedule, it, it you know, maximizes how students yeah. get in. So it's really interesting to me to think about like, how do we build it in such a way so that we can meet the greatest number of students needs so that there aren't all those scheduling conflicts yeah. that can come into play or, um, so I think I, I don't know, I don't know that's a good idea. But yeah, that like really <laughs> macro level of how does a system work and yeah. how do we make it the best system possible, so. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, that's, I've seen that in my career too, where you, you, you move from hands-on, I'm a part of all the things, to you become more of a leader and you become more of the person who's in charge of helping other people handle all those things. Mm-hmm. And you build the system and help to make the system work so that they can be as effective as possible. And so it it's not more important or less important, but it is a different kind of touch point, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're not, you're seeing students in a different way than yeah. you would when you were sitting in a classroom. I've got to believe uh, there's no shortage of stress involved in one being around teenagers all day long. I'm about to have a teenager, one, and that's already stressful enough. Uh, but a building full of them, that mm-hmm. has to provide some challenges. Um, how do you, what do you do for yourself to deal and cope with the stress and make sure that you're in the best place you can be to be good at your work and be good for your family and all those kind of things? Um, yeah, well... It- no lack of a sense of humor, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's hardly most situations. There's some way that in after, even after it's all said and done that you can find some, some humor in it. Right. That yeah. like, no matter how ridiculous it is, you know, I, when I, um, so funny, you know how you're so like, can't even think of the right descriptor. You know, when you're like in your twenties and you're like, so sure of yourself. I remember my very first job interview in Rochester and, uh, one of the questions was like, what stresses you out? And I very, you know, 22 was like, you know what? I realized a long time ago that there's not really any, you know, getting stressed out over stuff, like it doesn't really make it better. So I've just decided, you know, I'm not going to be stressed about things. And then I totally looked at the principal and I was like, what stresses you out? (laughs) Like, who does that? What? I don't even know. And he was like, well, you know, I, I tend to get stressed out by the things that are beyond my control. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, like I um, really being able to recognize like the things beyond my control, like, yeah. OK, I can get a little those stress me out some. But really knowing what I do have control over, like I am very much a like night before I go through my whole calendar for mm-hmm. the next day so that I at least have an idea of what's coming ahead for the next day like i, I, I like to you. i just think about like well okay okay yeah. that's gonna happen i gotta do this i gotta do this you know i've gone through like eight different to-do list apps and i think i finally found one i like but um you know like just knowing okay that's what i need to do and um i kind in on sunday night i always write a staff uh newsletter mm-hmm. and lays out the weekend preview for everybody and that's a little bit more for me than maybe sure. it is for them because yeah. i go through there's like eight different calendars you know like what are all of the things that we have going on this week? And then in my head, I also know what are all the things we have going on this week. Um, I also do, I I like doing yoga Mm -hmm. that I found to be like a really good, like thing, like in life in general. And, you know, I have never been a person to exercise like that is not, it's not my game. Um, (laughs) It's not my jam. (laughs) So, but in December this year, I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to find it. And I started this program called Mama Strong that's like a online thing. And it's $5 a month and it's a 15 minute exercise. And for the first time in my life, I've like actually been like, oh, okay, 15 minutes. I can do 15 minutes a day and it's a different workout every day. And that actually has been way more transformational than I thought it would Mm -hmm. be in terms of like either before my day starts, like getting it, you know, like setting off it to the right tone or even like when I come home, like as like a little like, okay, I'm just going to go upstairs. And sometimes my daughter who's five will come work out work mm-hmm. out with me which mm-hmm. really just to her means putting on a different outfit because yep. she likes to put on as many outfits as possible <laughs> so she can come hang out with me yeah um but it's just been really it's been it's been good and you know something that i've always struggled with is like uh i have not been a very self-disciplined person in my life and like this has been an interesting like oh yeah i can actually do this and commit to it and yeah. keep doing it and um it's been a good lesson for me so yeah i i I mean, the the exercise is not my jam thing. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. And so I, I had Steve Lundgren in here a few weeks ago from Denali State Bank, and he talked about playing racquetball and that him and a bunch of buddies, they do it a lot, and it's good exercise and it's fun and all this. I'm like, that's what I need is I need a mm-hmm. game, yeah. a game that gets me moving because I like games. Mm-hmm. I like to compete. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good, but I like to do it. <laughs> um, but just the idea of like working out it's not appealing to me at all but i do know that when i'm going for walks regularly or doing that stuff like i'm just better in every way mm-hmm. there's something about getting your body moving and sort of engaging that part of you that's real good for you mm-hmm. so that discipline is important yeah. i guess to actually follow through and do it <laughs> so i've i've got a 12 year old mm-hmm. going into junior high and is going to be in your care in a couple mm-hmm. years here uh, and so I thought I would just throw it to you. You've got a lot of experience of seeing, you know, how kids arrive in high school and what they're prepared for, what they aren't prepared for. As me as a parent, or maybe my daughter as a presumptive freshman, mm-hmm. uh, what are the things you think that that she needs to be ready for, or that maybe um, she needs to be paying attention to to be prepared to be a freshman? Mm-hmm. So you know, interesting. We've come, I, (laughs) TMI, but I always joke that I do my best thinking in the shower, you know, like some people process in different ways. And we like, even with, you know, human resources, they joke like, well, how many showers do you need to process this, Sarah? You know, like (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) I need a couple showers. Um, and you know, when we, when I was the freshman principal, we had a program started called the freshman six, you know, that talked about like, what are some of those qualities for freshmen, you know, like, um, beyond time, uh, you know, like just in general, like mm-hmm. with work, with school, I'm trying to think of them all, you know, like, um, trying to think of what they are now. It's yeah. See, now you've said now there were six of them. There were six of them. And so now we're six all expecting credits, that you. Beyond time. I know. Now I'm trying to just attendance, like how important attendance yeah. is. Um, oh my gosh. Now I can't, I should have looked at this before. <laughs> uh no zeros no missing words. oh yeah Ugh, zeros like mathematically they speaking you. they destroy you yeah. um get involved and there's one more and i can't think of what it so that was the first iteration so at the beginning of not this past year but the year before we mm-hmm. looked at our mission statement um you know because missions like mission statements often you know two sentences yep. one sentence long lots of jargon not meaningful <laughs> not super useful yes uh so um I worked with a teacher, Carrie Heimer, and we were talking about the mission statement and we read um, a book by the Heath brothers made to stick Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of look at, you know, what are some of those elements. And so we did um, 
parent input, student input, and staff input. You know, what are the three most important characteristics that you want students to have when they walk across the stage of graduation? And I'm going to get back to your question here. In no, second. you're good. Okay. Uh, and it's so your we, show. <laughs> it's your show. I'm just. So we. <laughs> I'm but you're gonna, out. This is so great, though. So the three things that came out were um, a strong work ethic, critical thinking, and life readiness. So more than like, you know, just college or career, but like ready for life. And so we've worked through, you know, some processes. So our new mission statement, seven words, learn to work and think for life. And now we've been working on what does that look like in implementation um, as we develop these skills? Because if now we're saying this is our mission, you know, more than anything else, we want to make sure kids have these skills what do we as all the different stakeholder groups do to make sure kids have those skills and so you know like the freshman year the english teachers have really worked it's worked on work ethic like what is work ethic because it's not just turning in a paper on time bringing a pencil to class um and so we talked about like what are the the parts of work ethic so you know perseverance like what does it mean to like it's going to be hard like Mm. but how do you persevere through that like how do you persevere through um or persist when something's hard. Um, the A is accountability. Like, and I think that's one of the biggest things for mm-hmm. freshmen is like just understanding that you are accountable for you. Yeah. And my daughter's favorite four words are "It's not my fault." Yeah. And I'm trying to but bring some, that out of her. <laughs> sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. More often than is, not, it is her it fault. It is actually that's exactly on you. Right. You know. So how do we? How do you develop yeah. and foster that accountability piece? Because. We know, like I say this to kids all the time, I know kids are going to make mistakes. Like that is part of the process. Like you, I know that's going to happen. And my goal as an administrator is to help you understand how maybe we could press rewind and play and play that out differently because I don't want you to make the same mistake again. Like I don't want repeated mistakes because that's where I start to get concerned. Um, And we're here to support you. And if you make mistakes, that doesn't change. Like that's everybody does that. We have all been there. Mm And we're here and we're here to help you get through that. So, um, you know, how are you accountable to yourself? How are you accountable to the adults in your life and your peers? Um, R is going to be resiliency. So how do you how do you bounce back? You know, like, how do you know that just because you maybe get, you know, for some kids a B on a paper, which maybe they've never gotten a B before, Mm -hmm. like that is not the end of everything. Or if you make a mistake, like we move forward from that. It doesn't change anything. Um, the T is time management still like that's still, um, you know, kids always say when I ask kids like, well, do you like write down your homework somewhere? No. Okay. Just winging it. <laughs> Just, you know, whatever. I'll probably like, get to it. It's in my brain. Yeah. Like, or, you know, it's like written on their hand in pen. I'm like, well, what happens when you yeah. watch, you know, like that is not, <laughs> there are so many apps on your phone yeah. that you could figure out something that would work, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the last one is just being self-directed. I think that that's one of the um, pieces that I really hope for with, you know, I look forward to employees and I would guess you do too, that sure. uh, if you don't have anything to do, that you're going to find something to yeah. do. Like that you can see an opportunity or see a place for improvement and that you're going to capitalize on that and look for something, you know, to make it better sure. or to um, improve the space. So we've talked a little bit, you know, about that. And that to me those skill sets is way more important than any academic knowledge yeah. coming in. Like yeah. if you have those, if you can, you know, be accountable for yourself, if you can be self-directed, like those kind of pieces coming in um, 
are so much more yeah. important than any academic skill set. Well, and, and you are you're going to figure out what you need to know, mm-hmm. like that uh, when when we're working on word problems and stuff like that, um, you know, she gets really frustrated. I always loved word problems. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate word problems. I always loved them. But it really is. It's not just about how to figure out the answer to the problem. It is about how to formulate what the problem is, right? And when you can look at a bunch of information and say, oh, I can put it together this way and I know how to, how to deal with that, uh, those are important skills to have. Mm-hmm. And the people who can do that are the people who are, who are leading, mm-hmm. who, are, who are looking at the problems of the world around us and saying, here's what we need to be doing. I love that. I love every bit of that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, and, and so I, I know Carrie Heimer from way back. I got, I've had the chance to speak in her class a few times over the years. My wife was just in there a few weeks ago. Uh, I was in a band with her, bro- mm-hmm. with her brother oh, when I was I in a much Fairbanks. younger life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a good person to have yes. on, that, on that team to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. And I love people who push me, you know, who, um, you know, are, that's just something that I really value that yeah. from my staff. I want them to be able to come to me with ideas and to push me to think harder or think outside the box or think differently about things too. And so yeah. I really value that. And, you know, that's such a great part of staff. Cool. So basically, yeah. to, to be successful with a freshman, she just needs to have it all figured out. Yeah, just figure <laughs> that out. Or just be at least open to the process <laughs> yeah. of figuring it yeah. out, you know. And uh, we do, you know, what the awesome, one awesome thing is we do, you know, a freshman-only first day because mm-hmm. what is can be so terrifying yeah. is like, oh, I'm a freshman and here's all these upperclassmen yeah. who already have it all figured out. Um so they get to just be them for the day. They have, it's called Ignition, and there's mentors who are there. Um, last year, we even started where I got to spend time with them in little groups throughout the day, too. So yeah. every little group came to me, and we got to talk about, you know, what are some of the things that are important to me about yeah. your time here, and what do I want to make sure you do? I'm actually hoping, we'll see if I can make it happen, I'm hoping to add in the second layer this year of doing um, senior interviews. So doing, yeah. you know, an interview with every single one of my graduating seniors too, to talk about, you know, their experience, um, what we can do to improve from their eyes, but then also what, you know, their legacy that they're going to believe behind really is cool. too. you know, what are they hoping to, you know, mo- whatever it is, but like, what's your legacy? You know, what is it that yeah. I don't care about what you want to do in the future, but what is a lasting impact that you want to give to the community? So super cool. Um, I, I, I got a note from someone just the other day um, thanking me for like this interaction we had had many, many years ago um, and that they've moved to a different state. And, and so just kind of talking about what they'd done with their career and the fact that uh, I think I had spoken at a, a class they were in on, on campus or something mm-hmm. like that and that that had an impact on them. And they thought about it a lot as they'd gone through things and they just wanted to say thank you. And I, I think about uh, we, we all have that capacity to influence people in a positive way. And maybe it's not thousands of people, maybe it's just a handful, um, but we all have that opportunity to say, what, what is the work that I'm doing, the way that I'm going about it, how is that affecting people? And so you just seem like you have such a, a strong grasp on the fact that you have the opportunity to influence people, not just in an academic way. Yes, you're you're feeding them knowledge uh, by creating the systems mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. But ultimately you really have the opportunity to affect the people who are going to be in charge next, you know, 
And that's such a that's such a big deal. So I love that you care about that and that's important to you. Um, and you seem generally or genuinely um, gratified by doing that. That's that's super cool. So I appreciate that. Uh, as a West Valley graduate, uh, I appreciate that very much. Um, my my daughter will go to West Valley if nothing changes dramatically. Eyes all the time yeah. on her too. Yeah, yeah, got an inside. Yeah, scoop. well, I tell her that all the time. I say, you know what? A lot of people who you don't know will know who you are. So you just better mind your P's and Q's. Um, but yeah, so she's, she will have gone to the elementary school I went to, the junior high I went to, and quite likely the high school I went to. My brother-in-law is a teacher at Lathrop. So, uh, my nephews have played Lathrop soccer and track and all that. So when we go to those events, when they play West Valley, me and Maddie sort of secretly cheer for West Valley. We don't want to make a big show of it because we're there with the Lathrop people. But, um, so yeah, I appreciate that you doing that for my alma mater. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I really value what it means for you to, to sow that into our community. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I will, a little other shout out for Dateline is that every year you donate thanks Fairbanks cards for every single one of our graduates too. Yeah, so gladly, this year gladly. we had 200 and I think 230 was the final total. But, yeah. um, so every kid, um, when they come to graduation has a thank you card and then this year I bought pens for all of them too because that was always a thing is we could never find enough pens so I'm like I'm just gonna buy you all pens uh for them to write a thank you card because yeah. you know acknowledging that you didn't get to this four-year path yeah. and end by yourself like someone else helped you get here yeah. like whether you want to admit it or not um and I always talk about that graduation is such a great day where it is about you like it is t this is an amazing accomplishment but you also have a special opportunity to give back to a lot of the people. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, you better give your grandma as many hugs as your grandma wants. We are super glad to be able to share those with you guys, those thank you cards with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what they're there for is I love it when people come up with, hey, can we have cards to do this? And it's it's always yes, because um, that's that's what we want to be able to do with them. And I love when people get creative and, and that you're putting them in the hands of uh, you know, perhaps a demographic of the mm. population that may not be always predisposed to saying thank you for things yeah. or realizing that the world <laughs> has not been invented to show up to, yeah. to serve their needs. It's you a know. little narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I knew everything yeah. about the world mm -hmm. when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I just get dumber and dumber yeah. because yeah. I realize I have no I idea. I really didn't know anything. Yep. Yeah. 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 So your story about 22-year-old Sarah is great. Oh, gosh. I love that. So embarrassing. Though. She was yeah. super smart. Super what smart. happened to her? <laughs> I mean, come on. What is there to be stressed about? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make anything yeah, better, right? Good. Just moving on. That's okay. good. I am also going to say that I see your New York Yankee stuff, and I am a follower. Mm. I am a podcast junkie, so I am a Minnesota Twins fan. Mm -hmm. I have a Homer Hanky from back in the Kirby Puckett days. Kirby, man. I was actually going to look. Kirby. Can't be mad at Kirby. Mm. I was actually going to look for my Joe Mauer shirt, but I couldn't oh. found it because, I mean, Joe Mauer, like a Minnesota. Yeah. And they're like. They're, they're having a they're year. They're having a year, and we're going to Minnesota this summer, and we have Good timing. tickets, and my brother got us bleacher tickets by the bullpen to hopefully maybe. Oh, nice get a ball or something we've never sat over there before, well so. you will have to off off the not mm -hmm. air after we're yeah. done you'll have to explain an open air stadium in minnesota to me but <laughs> that just seems like a bad idea but yeah they are they're doing good yeah it's it's hard to year. be upset with that i know because they're the twins they're i mean they're the just twins. they're not like some 
dynasty. Although, I mean, you guys, you guys, the the Kirby days, you guys had some that moments in there. I Ken have, Herbeck and oh, that kind yes. of stuff. You know? I have very vivid memories of sitting, watching the TV in my yeah. living room when I was a kid. With my Too cool. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. If you're a Red Sox fan, I wouldn't be uh, happy for you at all for for any reason. Yeah. But. Uh, well, thank Twins. you for being on, Sarah. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Um, enjoy your summer. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark. <laughs>